Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the great pleasure of bringing you a guest. It's not just me talking to myself like the last few weeks have been. Um, today, I have the absolute pleasure to uh, to bring you a guest, and I think you will thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this person, but um, hopefully that's not too much pressure. Mr. Sam Morgan, how the devil are you, sir? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure whatsoever. Uh, no, I'm doing great. It's good to be here and just have this uh, this fun conversation. Really looking forward to it. Good, 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 good. I'm really looking forward to this one. So for those people who don't know who Sam is, who is Sam and how has he got to this uh, this conversation today? Oh, man. Uh, yes. Uh, lean speed dating. Um, geez. Um Man, uh, you know, I I suppose right now where I've how I've gotten to today, like if we're just talking about continuous improvement and that kind of thing, I really didn't um, get introduced to it formally until about seven years ago. But if I think back to my my story, it really started when I was probably eight, nine, ten, and I got this um, toy robot tape recorder. His name was Toby, and if you look up like nineteen. 88 or 89 you'll see this this character but I really wanted him and when I got him I remember taking him in my room and you know taking the the screwdriver out from the junk drawer in your in, in the kitchen you know like we all have and opened him up and I saw like all the diodes and resistors and all those things I'm like wow because on the outside he had all these fancy colors he had this digital face and you know made this sound and I was like how does that actually happen you know, like it just made me wonder. So opened him up and was like, wow, all of these things connected to make that happen. So fast forward to about seven, eight years ago when I discovered Lean, it all makes sense now, right? Because Lean is all about how things work together to make what we see at the end. And so it's always been there inside of me and I've always loved helping people. So it just made sense when I got introduced to Lean in a Lean 101 class that that really resonated for me. And so over seven years from when I got introduced to it at the organization till now, it's been a constant learning for me as I've kind of gone along on my journey. So, I mean, there's lots between seven years ago and today, so we can certainly fill in any of those gaps. But that's really started when I was younger. And then just coming to that realization, just even the last year or two, that that's where it, it really, the genesis of it really always was. Yeah, love that. Love that. The analogy, um, well, not well, not the analogy, the real life story there has created an analogy in my mind about Toby, um, your toy robot. And, and when you see the robot and how you just articulated or visualized it there outside it was clean and it was robot like but inside there was all sorts of different different mechanics that that built up that created this robot and then you, you spoke about the last seven years um as being all about lean for you so if we were to un uncover toby which is now <laughs> lean 
and then <laughs> and see all of the different connections on it. What does what does lean mean to you? What what is connected together to make up your definition of of lean? Oh man, there's there's so much, but it's just I think um, it's a people empowerment. Um, philosophy or frame of mind to me like it, it all comes down to that for me sure we make the processes better we do it to give value to the customer but it's all in service of um making life better for people and people realizing that they have potential inside them i think of i don't know the exact phrase i'm sure someone will correct me who is more um, familiar with Toyota, but uh, the phrase that Toyota was all about, not making cars, but developing people. And I think for me that that's, uh, as I've gotten to learn more and more about all just the different aspects of lean, um, I really have come to realize that it's about, um, people feeling like they have it in them to be able to do what it is that they're setting out to do. Too often in our world, we're told we can't do this. It's impossible. Or we see all these things that look like we can't overcome them. And so we internalize that message that we can't do it. And what I found um, with the people that I've interacted with, worked with, and uh, most importantly for myself and my experience is that it really is an empowerment framework. When you take all the tools and all the uh, philosophies and all those things, and you scrape it down to its, you know, the brass tacks. It is all about um, people believing that they can um, do the things that they didn't believe they could do. And um, yeah, that's that's the bottom line for me about what it all is. Perfect, perfect. How do you get people to believe? How yeah, I, I, yeah. In fact, actually, I'll just leave that there. How do you? How does Sam Morgan get people to believe? Well, I think that's it. We, I think too often we make that mistake that we think we can. We think we can get them to believe. I saw a post recently about, I don't, I'm going to butcher the phrase, but basically it was like, you know, essentially people want to um, stay with the, the, the life that they have that's not um, great versus accepting a solution they don't understand. And I just do not. I don't believe that because basically what that assumes is that people don't know how to, you know, solve their own problems. They need someone outside themselves to solve. Now, I do think that we need some outside perspective and help and questions, but it's not because they have a great solution that you don't have. You have it. Um, it's um, being able to help someone uncover that inside themselves. And I think that that starts with building relationship and trust and then really walking them through a practice where they get to experiment and try things um, because um, you can't force belief. You know, we talk about push and pull and lean. And I think too often we, we push and we're like, well, don't you see this as an amazing solution? Don't you see my Lean Six Sigma or my Toyota Cotter or my 5S or my A3? Don't you get it? Like, this is amazing. It's like, no, you've forgotten one of the basic principles. It's, 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 we want the pull, right? Uh, and um, by building relationship, you have that trust, you build that trust and you start asking questions. And then we start moving into them like, okay, I'm going to, get clear on where I want to go, where I'm at, where are those things that are in between here and there? Let me just try some experiments and try things, right? And that's how we get them. That's how, and I don't even like that word, get them to believe. That's how they come to belief. Um, yeah. That's my experience that I've like 
struggled to believe I can start my own business and be successful and all those things, right? Well, that belief grows from actual practice uh, of doing it, not like, well, if I just get the right frame of mind, then it'll it'll happen. I think um, Mike Rother talks about it in his book, and he quotes um, someone in saying that it's much easier to change, basically to act our way to a new way of thinking than to think our way to a new way of acting. And that's been my experience, that through practice is where I've grown that confidence and belief. And I would offer that that's the way as practitioners that we should be operating. I love that. I love that. You may, you, you take me back to an article I wrote a few years ago, uh, which was about Santa and Christmas and that the children, um, <laughs> the children believe in Father Christmas. Um, so, for, so, and it's the difference between seeing is believing and believing is seeing. And, and often some people who resist, they, 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 um, they come to a place where they will only believe if they see it, but, but children so beautifully believe in Father Christmas and then they see the rewards that there. And I, and I think I'll just pause there. And, and I think, does that, does that say what you're trying to say? Is that, is that the same or is that different? Mm. What are you thinking when I, when I use the uh, Santa analogy? Oh man, that's interesting because it's that, it's that trust, right? What I'm hearing uh, and what you're saying is that trust. And maybe you can say more about that. How would you see that in a scenario where you're working to help someone that, they're they're struggling a leader that really wants to you know do better and empower their team but they're really stuck and overwhelmed how would you see that framework applied to how you would help them and then i can kind of re reframe it or think about that yeah yeah great i like that actually i'm here to ask you questions and you've asked me a question it's the inner coach in you sam morgan <laughs> it's the inner coach in you um so 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 when i talk about seeing is believing and believing is seeing um so so children, they start from a place of belief, and then because they believe it so strongly, then on Christmas morning they wake up with the gifts there because they've come from a place of belief. Um, the the parents have, have had a common narrative, uh, the friends and family and, and society has this common narrative, and that reinforces the belief. And then on Christmas morning, Santa has um, travelled the globe and he has um, placed presents under those trees of children that they're fortunate to do. But then in in a workplace, um, it's it's the opposite. We 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 work in a place that people resist changing from how they are now to where maybe they could be because they can't they they can't see it. So they've got we've got to try to build the belief in them, and and sometimes it's through exactly like you say about earlier on about experimentation, getting them to try it, just a little little few concepts, getting them to 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 learn and fail and learn and, and, and I guess just getting them to give it a whirl and over time, belief will grow. They've not started from a place of belief. We're children at Christmas time. They start from a place of belief and belief comes over time through experimentation. And I think that's the challenge is is trying to, rather than starting with a massive, a, a really big concept, a really large change program, we're going to influence all of these different habits and behaviours. It's about just going and, and starting, do one thing today, one thing tomorrow, one thing the day after, and then over time, those habits, grow belief, grow trust, grow confidence. Um, and, and when we talk about trust and confidence, so you've used the word trust a few times, and sometimes I, I use the word confidence in it. Um, in a uh, in a few different languages, the word trust and confidence is exactly the same. 
So trust means so I, I I trust you, Sam. I have confidence in you, Sam. Um, and 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 so it's interchangeable in a few, in a few different um, nationalities. Hmm. Um, but it's only in the English language we differentiate between the two words. Hmm. And not only in the English language, I think there's a few others as well, but mainly in the English language. Hmm. Um, but in a lot of other um, languages, it is the same word as well. Uh, I'm conscious that I'm talking too much, Sam, and that's your fault for asking me a question. <laughs> How dare I? Uh, no, I, honestly, I was trying to frame it, like get in my mind where you were, like how, how the connection you were seeing. And I like that trust and confidence, those those words, right? Because, you know, there's so many different directions to go with that. But I think for me that if I want to help somebody, right, it starts with I have to trust and believe that I can, right, help them, have confidence in myself. But I also have to believe yep. that um, they can that they have it in themselves to be able to gain that trust and confidence that they're not broken, that I'm not that, you know, that when you walk into that room and you see that they are struggling, um, with whatever it is, people not accepting, um, you know, this change, you know, this great change management, uh, framework that they're bringing in, how do you, you know, come in there? And that is, you know, being able to see that they're not, broken, right? That they're not like a problem to be fixed. So I think, yeah, and that, that struggle with confidence is real though. Like, and, and so when I come on that, yeah. when I, when I face that with folks, when I see that struggle, it's really is like you said, is just doing something little, right? If we come in with like, Hey, here's this amazing lean six Sigma program and you need to like get all these master black belts and then this other, you know, black belt and then these green belt and yellow and white, we got to get all this implemented or, you know, daily management system or, 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 you know, all these Kata storyboards or whatever it is. How about we just start with like, let's, let's, you know, what's your biggest problem or, what's something you want to do today and what do you expect and then come back and what happened and what did you learn? And let's try it again tomorrow. Just like something really simple you could do. It takes 15 minutes every day. Right. And that's what I want to get people into is just yep. doing little experiments every day. If you can do that, then I think you win, right? You, you win in terms of helping that person move forward and break free because it's not a short term. <laughs> it's not a short term thing, right? It's a, it's not a seven step program to making this happen. Um, it's taken, it takes day after day after day of consistent, um, practice. And I'm amazed. I have a, I have a yep. coach myself, um, who's actually in Greece and we've been working together for a little over a year. And I'm amazed at how often we talk once a week for an hour and then we send voice notes back and forth, maybe three, four, five times a week. And how often he has to actually repeat similar phrases to me because I'll get like, I'll get down or discouraged or uh, overly excited or whatever it is. And I have to be reminded of that. So having that consistency too is so important over time because you're going to have highs and lows, especially in this, you know, if, as you've experienced, I'm sure with helping folks, like they don't get changed overnight or get improved overnight, right? They might have little bumps of, of like, like revelation or energy or whatever, but it, when, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. That's, that's the bottom line there. So I, I love this conversation, belief, confidence, and consistency and being able to build all of that. Yeah, it definitely doesn't happen overnight. You, um, you, you made me think about, um, a whole host of, of, of different avenues to to take the conversation down and but but what I would like to really understand is because I'd like I'd like this to be a, a little bit about you as well is 
is you've been on this journey now um, from from Toby the uh, the the robot all of them years ago <laughs> through to the last seven years um, uh, going deep into uh, into into lean and, and and starting to help people as well. Who do you believe you help the best? Well, curiously enough, people like me who are on this journey. Um, who've had jobs, uh, you know, nine to five jobs that have had that play, have that had that space where they were really dedicating themselves to improvement work, change management work, helping people, they really care about people, very heart centered and people centered, but they felt they felt that their work um, has hit like a brick wall, they're facing resistance, and not feeling empowered. And they know they're meant to do more and impact lives. Um, and do their own thing. So those people, those people-centered, lean leaders who feel stuck in the nine-to-five and they actually want to do their own thing, those are the people that I love to help because I've been on that journey and I know the challenges and the bumps and the exciting points, the highs and the lows of that and feel really in a great space to be able to walk beside people through that journey not with like hey here's a whole bunch of answers to guarantee you success but hey i've been down that road i I know some of the the rocks and things you're gonna stumble over and you know probably can't help you like avoid those like you kind of have to experience those but i'll be there beside you offer some thoughts and ask you some questions and really listen to you when you're going through the struggle that's who i love to help and how i love to help them there's more detail in all of that but that's the the basics of it and it's um it's really fun. It's really fun to be able to go through that process and to also come to the freedom myself of, I don't have to have all the answers. Like as a coach, I don't have to have that. And that's like not my job to do it, but it is my job to support you fully in your journey as you're moving along forward and feeling overwhelmed and to gain that confidence and trust that you can actually do it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you've landed on that kind of, uh, I guess, demographic of, of person. So we both help um, internal internal leaders, internal change leaders, um, and I and I guess I help them in a in a place where they don't want to leave and they want to um, maybe deliver change in a more engaging way and build more yep. confidence and overcome resistance. And then you're 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 helping them from a point of of when when they have reached a point where they want to then branch out and and help. Others, other people, and and maybe try the hand in another sector, another organisation, or just by themselves. Um, how did you land on or or realise that actually those people needed help, and 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 how how and why did you did you did you choose that that demographic? Mm. Well, I I I think the reason why you know it's it's and to be honest, it's been a journey. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden that just like oh you know. I had to be out there and, and try and have conversations and coach people and work with people and be told no and be told yes. All of those things until it finally, it's like, these people resonate with me because, again, I've been there before. Um, and then I was just having conversations with a lot of people who were in spaces, in organizations where, you know, for good or for ill, they were you know, not um, feeling empowered. They weren't feeling like they were making an impact. In fact, I read one of your articles recently where where you're like, you're the problem, you know? And I think that at a certain place, there is, there is that, right? That there is 
a challenge that that we face as practitioners when we're in and and why are we facing that resistance you know what is going on um there that that is happening and why are we not feeling um like we're making a difference and feeling energized and my hope is that i can walk beside people and help them walk through some of that again not that i have um the answers but by asking questions to help them explore what's going on for them and then to actually take action, not just talk and not just theorize, but like, where do you want to go? Like, what does that look like? Let's get clear on that. Um, Not perfectly, but let's get clear, like get some more detail. And then where are you at now? Be honest about where you're at right now. You know, too often we get like, like you said, like, "Mm, we don't want to face the truth that we're having some challenges in this, or maybe I want like six clients, but I have one half, right? So how, you know, then let's let's set some milestones, some shorter ones, so we don't get overwhelmed. And let's do, do some experiments and pick out what are those things that are getting in our way. So using that framework to help those people. So, um, and I I had to apply that myself. I didn't come to this like knowledge of those are the people that I want to help. Just again by oh, but like doing the work, working with people. Yeah. I did some work around like okay, who's my ideal client, and, and did some reflection and processing. So of course there was some intentionality around that as well. And is this like in a permanent state of this is the way it will always be? No, because you know, we know over time things change and grow and we adjust to those things as they come on our way and we have learnings. So I expect that there'll be some some, you know, changing in that. But right now, this really resonates for me because I've been on that path before. I know what that experience is like and how how it feels to not feel seen and heard and empowered and knowing that you're doing work um, to move forward. And at a certain point, you have to make that choice to take it into your hands and move forward rather than allowing the choices of other people wherever you're at to dictate your journey and your feeling. You have to take that. And that for me, was so powerful when I did it was freaking scary, but it was so powerful when I did it. And um, it can be so powerful for others if they make that choice. Completely, completely. The, uh, I think actually my LinkedIn post today is, uh, it might be today or it might be scheduled for tomorrow. I can't remember is, is there's only two, there's only two things that, that we, we, we've got control over and that's our our own thoughts and our own actions. And, And we spend so much time thinking, um, and, thinking about other people, uh, thinking about what they're doing and not necessarily concentrating on what we're thinking and what, and what we're doing to try to help us get to a different place. So if you were to encourage a, a, change, per, a change person in an organisation at the minute that wanted to, to break out and, and go on, follow their own, their own path, what, what would you encourage them to think about um, and what would they, what some of the steps that they would have to do? Yeah, uh, I think you where you start with is is where where do you want to be? You know, what does it what does it look like? And get a clear picture of what that is as clear as you possibly can, because too often we oh, it'll be so great if I could start my own thing. Oh, it'd be so great at this other organization. Oh, that's so amazing. Okay, well, let's get clear and specific about what that is. You know, what does it look like in six months when you're doing this thing? You know, how can you know you're there, right? Like, what's the things? How can you measure it? How are you feeling in that moment in six months from now? And and most importantly, why? Why do you want to be at this place? Or, you know, if we don't have that pull, if we don't have that why, it's not going to be pulling us along over the next six months. We're just going to be when when the first (laughs) boulder comes our way, we're going to give up, you know. So I think that that's the first step is we get clear on where 
we're going. And then where are we at right now? Just the same process we just talked about. Where are we at right now in relation to that? Because we can't get to where we want to get to if we aren't honest about where we're at right now. Then break it down into those one or two week milestones because we can try to like, as process improvement people, we kind of like, oh, I got to get there. You know, we, we're we very driven. So we feel like we got to do, we got to um, leap a tall building in a single bound. And that's just not realistic. And then it just leads to discouragement and like we're a failure and I'll never get there. And I've, I've done that myself and still a challenge for me. So the, the picture of where you want to be, where are you at now, those shorter milestones of like one to two weeks in relation to where you want to be. And then once you figure out those little milestones, what's in between here and that little milestone? What's getting in my way of actually getting there? And let me try something. Let me try an experiment um, and give myself a hypothesis. What do I think is going to happen? And then come back around. And we got to do that every single day. Like it's got to be an intentional practice that we do every single day to move forward. And Doing that with support, with a coach, um, in my view, is your first starting is essential, right? Having somebody to come alongside you and give you that feedback, ask you the questions as you're doing that. Um, yeah, so I think that that's the most important piece is doing using those four steps, you know, covertly the improvement kata pattern in doing that, I think uh, has been helpful for me in my journey to be able to get me moving forward towards yeah. where I want to go. Yeah, got you, got you. We've, we, I mean, we've both been on the path from um, internal employed person to external, um, I guess, own business um, person, yeah. and and we've both had some some challenges that we've had to overcome yeah. uh, along along the way. What would you say? And I'll show what I'll show some of mine shot in a minute. Um, but what would you say some of the challenges are? that you've had to face or typical challenges and maybe pitfalls that, that you've encountered that, that if you had your time over again, that you would have maybe chosen a different avenue or route. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> I think the self-belief is, is the biggest challenge really. And that's why this practice is so important because, um, you know, especially if you're moving from, uh, like an organization to doing your own thing, right. You're, inherently especially if you're doing it on your own it's it's dependent on you to actually take the action and especially when you get in those first few conversations where you're like energized you're excited you know this is going to help people and then you offer support to people and you get that no it's like okay what's the message to yourself in that moment at that time are you going to tell yourself oh yeah i knew that this wasn't going to help anybody people don't trust me i don't offer anything i'm selfish i'm just in it for the money you know all those negative stories and messages I would say is is the hardest part because the logistics, all of those steps like how to get a business license, building a website, doing social media posts, you know, all of these things that we're told we need to do. But those things in and of themselves don't change what's up here, right? We actually have to move forward and take action um, to be able to build that confidence that like, oh, because when we stumble and we will, right? Um, I've done it a million times, like having conversations with people being told no and then feeling like, oh, okay, I don't have anything to offer. I mean, what, what do people, people are seeing right through me, you know, there's nothing valuable here. You know, I don't have a guarantee. I can't guarantee them in seven steps. I'll get you $10,000 per month like that. I, I can't offer that. So I guess I don't have any value. Right. So it's that mental, really, those mental stories and being able to slowly but surely change those over time 
And to me, that is the most underrated part of this journey Lee, is that mental aspect. Because you can do all those things, you know, as well as I do, build a website, do the posting, create a newsletter, do all of those things that we're told we're like, we need to do. And then you can still feel like you're a POS and that's going to show up in a conversation with a potential person you could support. And also, if you work over and over daily intentionally to build that confidence through experimentation, you're slowly but surely going to see yourself showing up differently and seeing people respond to you differently. <clears throat> I know for me, I just um, a week and a half ago, I came to this place of, man, I am not valuing myself enough. And what I had found on my calendar was that I had reoccurring meetings with lots and lots of people, people that I really like valued as people and as practitioners and had amazing conversations. But what I was doing was I was just giving those conversations away, having those those kind of regular interactions instead of being, you know what, my time is valuable and I need to take that time to really focus on building the business. And so I sent out 11 video messages and canceled 11 recurring meetings on my calendar, not because I didn't like the people and the conversations where we, we were having, but I needed to prioritize valuing myself and my time and believing that I have something to offer because the reality is if I, I stack all those meetings in my calendar, basically what it's saying is like, eh, I don't have anything to, to really offer other than like a free conversation, right? Other than like, no, I know I can offer help to somebody and it's valuable and meaningful, going to help them move, move forward. And so really those obstacles to overcome are like the confidence in yourself and valuing yourself and um, being able to take action when you face those, the reality of how you're showing up in that way. Um, and it's scary. It's scary when you're taking off 11 mm -hmm. recurring meetings on your calendar. And also it's like, well, damn, like I do bring something of value and now I have more space and time in my head, on my calendar, in my heart to be able to offer to people who will be able, who will value it back in the same way. Um, but it starts with me and the mental confidence in yourself. And so that's what I would say is the biggest obstacle that you'd face when you go down this journey and that you should be prepared for and that it's not going to happen. You're not going to overcome it overnight. It needs to be intentional practice daily to be able to move forward through that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was um, that when 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 I was asking you the question originally, there was two things in my mind. And, and the first one you really you spoke about there, I, I, I'd frame it slightly differently in that in that what I found when, when we started up was um, I would offer a lot of free time um, of people that could have been customers, but I didn't take them through a conversation to be a customer. I would just offer them help because I, I believed I could help them, but I didn't believe in myself that I could get paid for helping them. Um, and I, I've had to overcome overcome that battle. So that was one of the things that I was going to say. And then the second thing I was going to say is one thing I didn't realize um, when I was employed and, and about to, to make the leap and, and actually when I'd made the leap is how long it takes from first conversation to money in the bank. And and, and that, that length of time is far longer than I 
ever ever envisaged because of some of the things that we we spoke about already around the trust the credibility the um and then the, the the overcoming and asking for money and then that process and the internal processes in the organization that you're going to go and help that they've got to jump through red tape to to get you over the line then you've got to deliver some work and then you can get paid for it yeah. so those those are two things i guess first first thing is about helping people that could have been customers yeah. and then the second thing is the the length of time from first conversation to money in the bank, which is just a lot longer than I ever envisaged. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I, Lord knows I've been in so many of those conversations with people who I know I can support. And then I've just, because of just like you shared, like I didn't have the confidence to charge. Like if I go back to a year and a half ago when I was at Katakan and sharing there, and then two gentlemen got on stage and asked us to write, um, challenges that we were having in our, you know, professional, personal life. Um, and I still have the sheet of paper. Um, let's see. I actually have it right here. Yep. See it. It says, I don't feel confident enough to charge for coaching. This was a year and a half ago. And that's where this journey started for me yeah. was, wow. I had like that mind blow moment, like the tingle down my spine where it was like, I need to pursue this. So I talked to people at that conference. How do you find confidence? How did you find, like, what do you charge? And it was like, man, I need to go on this journey. So the next night I went into my hotel room, I opened up my laptop. I had been in these, I'd been in three interviews for uh, a CI position at a small financial firm, similar industry, a CI position. So I knew I was perfect for it. And had three great interviews and I got the email back that was like, sorry, the we're going a different direction. So, of course, I was like devastated. So the next morning, this was on the, the east coast of, of the United States, hearing the Atlantic Ocean, you know, the waves crashing in and going, OK, I need to move forward. And if I do, like, well, who are those people that I'm going to help, you know, and the word that came up um, was I want to help them to feel worthy. All right. That's what I want the people I help to feel like. And as I got on the plane yeah. going home and I, in fact, I wrote wrote out this whole um, poem of what I want those people to look like. As I was flying out on this plane home from Jacksonville, um, I remember listening to the book uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And in it, she quotes um, Joseph Campbell. And in it, in the quote, he says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And that was the moment for me that was like, I need to go down this journey. Uh, I'm freaking scared to be able to do this thing. But there's something beautiful at the end of this in the back in the dark, right, that I'm afraid of going to. So there must be something beautiful. And so for me, being able to ask those questions, right, that's fearful for me, like when I make that offer. Um, it's still a challenge. And so I'm still working on it every single day to overcome that fear, but still pushing in and leaning into that um, because there's something beautiful there. And I know from from yourself and others, like this is a journey. All right. Like I talked to somebody the other day and like, yeah, it took me about five years to get through that. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm on schedule. So that's wonderful. <laughs> you know, so we just keep but we keep doing it. we yeah. can't we can't no, avoid it. We got to keep moving absolutely. forward. Completely, completely. And I think um, uh, another, another thing that's just sprung into mind as well is the, uh, the, the price we charge, I think is, um, I had a big dilemma I, and I, in, in my mind about, am I really worth that? Am, am I really worth that? Would somebody really pay that for me um, when, when I first started out? And 
Um, and then no, I, I think I think the uh, the fee that the, if if it's a day rate piece of work, it's three times what it would have been when I first started out. Not because well, partly because I believe in myself more, but I, I truly value the um, and and the clients really value the activity. So it's not they're not paying necessarily for me per se. They're paying for the outcome that um, that they'll get from it, and that's far more valuable it's about it's about them as human yep. beings it's about them and the, how they are but then also the, the business performance as well um so yeah that i've had a right little uh dilemma and challenge and battle in my <laughs> own mind about how, how much would somebody pay for a bald tattooed bloke from the north of england to really help them do you know all of these things all of these things uh, and it comes back to what you said about the most important thing is the battle of the mind isn't it the battle of the mind yeah and I think it's so interesting that you you said like you know you charge like three times more than what you did and I think you know um, and I know I, I go through that conversation in my own head too of what you're sharing and and I I feel like in the next year or two over time that's going to change and grow and feel more confident as I get into those conversations right and recognizing that it takes that continual work in our mind to be able to get to that get to that place of feeling grounded and confident that you're like giving value, right? This is an exchange of energy, right? Like, um, you know, we're trading this money for this change in your, in your work, in your world to help with this problem that you're having, right? To help alleviate that pain, right? Um, so I think, yeah, like you said, it's up here and moving, moving through that um, is the biggest challenge. And, and um, for me, that like I really enjoy seeing people move through that, like seeing them be in that place of challenge, right? Of wondering, okay, what's the, what's the product or service I offer? Or, or how, do I, um, how do I share this amount with somebody? Or, or how do I... You know, what's my sales process? And then them trying some things out and then like, oh, and just seeing the like the change in their, you know, countenance, how they show up is really, really cool to me. I don't know about you and your experience, but I just love seeing those moments where you just see how they show up differently over time. And you're like, wow, this is like three, four, six months ago, a year ago, you were not this person. And it's really cool to be a part of that um, process and seeing them move from here to here absolutely yeah absolutely and it comes down to um those things uh, uh it, what happens in the mind i remember um i remember so when when my uh when my nan was living um i used to always go around to her house on a friday and take her chips and um <laughs> and uh and when i'd be there i'd be i'd sit in the living room with her and we'd be we'd be eating uh chips um together and then another relative would come in it'd be me mom my auntie or my cousin would come in and then and then they would go and into the kitchen where my nan is, uh, or where my nan in my nan's, and then they they just like give a grief. They go like, Alice, why have you not taken your tablets? Or Alice, why are these pots still on the side of the uh, of the thing? And and stuff like, and um and then she'd look at me and she'd she'd like point at one ear and then she'd go Lee, in one ear, out of the other ear. So she was consciously choosing to ignore mm. the negativity. That she was getting from from my mum, from my auntie, from my cousin in the kitchen, and she was choosing to focus intentionally on her time spent with her favourite grandchild. I like to say that of I was a favourite grandchild, by the way. Um, so, 
Of course, yeah. So it, and and that re- that lesson then, I never really truly understood what she meant. It's only through doing this, and and like truly where you where you focus and you can you you conscious consciously choosing what words you you accept in into your brain and stuff. So to and why I'm sharing that story is because when you're talking about these penny drop moments, the the, the moments where people are realizing that that change happens for them and they can do it themselves is when they've been open to just open in their mind that actually change is possible. They are choosing yeah. uh, an alternative path that they are on. And and I think it, it just comes back. This has been the theme of our, our conversation today, just the importance of the of, of the, the narrative, our stories that we tell ourselves. And, and, and that's what my nan taught me all them years ago. And and ever so grateful for that, that little story. But it's so, so powerful. So powerful. Uh, what, when you said that, like going in one, in one ear and out the other, it's making me think about like lots of different things. Um, one of them is I just finished this book, uh, 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. Um, and it's really like throwing my head for a loop around making choices about the most important things right in our life. And your nan made a choice about what she was going to take in and put out, right? Like she's like, eh, nope, I don't need that nonsense in my life. Right. Yeah. And so there's so many things out there that we can choose from, <laughs> right? Like we can hear all of this, that, and the other, but when we deliberately choose to only focus on a certain things that only allow certain things to come in, man, that makes life a hell of a lot easier. I know when I get into trouble is when I'm, I have so many voices that I'm hearing in my head or allowing into my head to affect me. And a lot of that is just out of insecurity. Oh, well, I need all of, I need like this and this and all the next shiny, you know, lean tool or framework or whatever it is, right? Versus like, I'm just going to intentionally focus on this right now. These are the three most important things. These are where my energy is going to. These are the yep. two people I'm going to really be focused on on listening to and uh, in my journey and supporting me versus like the, uh, like a million because there's literally an infinite number of ways to to move you through your journey. Um, and so I really like the frame that your nan gave you about like, I'm going to choose, deliberately choose um, what I put into my brain and what I don't. And I think that that's so important for us on our journey because it can be easy to like just the flavor of the month all over the place. And um, we need to be to be focused on those things. I There was a guy, uh, a gentleman that I just connected with in his banner. I really loved it. Very simply, he's like, I help you do more by doing less, basically like choosing the most important things and you focus on those things. And I think that that is so, so important um, in our journeys. Um, otherwise, we'll just have a whole bunch of noise and no no movement forward. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't we don't often filter or we don't filter enough. We don't have clarity on our end destination or our goal, which is has also been a theme of, of what you've spoke about as well. I think so, so valuable, Sam. So so valuable. Mm. Um I am conscious of the time and you have got a full day ahead of you and it's coming to the end of my day because I mean this world clock and the time zones throws me completely. <laughs> um so it's the start of your day. Um I often ask I I, I have two final questions really. Um and I often ask people, what are they having for the tea? So when I say tea, I mean evening meal. Um, what, so what are you having for your tea today, Sam? Tea today will be, um, and I'm coffee, 
So got to just put that out. Can't do the tea is well, I did do uh, sweet and sweet and spicy, so I can do that. But for my tea today, I'm going to have um, salmon. So I, I make my meals before. So I'm going to have salmon and a big old salad with some honey mustard dressing and probably a plum or some fruit with it and then i have for dessert i'll have like a chocolate fudge bar or something like that a mint mint chocolate yeah that'll be it oh wow wow what i mean what what a what a complete answer what a complete answer you are a very structured man sam morgan aren't you god uh it's it's ridiculous because i have two packages of arugula so it's arugula tomatoes bell pepper um carrots and um persian cucumbers and uh, it's a vegan gluten-free dressing so um yeah it'll be it'll be good i look forward to it actually really do oh and, and there's nutritional yeast and bragg's yeah, well, aminos I'm, I'm, on there yeah. too don't forget that you gotta put that on there as well wow <laughs> well 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 you you i mean you've got a full day of work before that before you can get to that yes. but uh but i hope you enjoy it so it sounds amazing mm. it sounds amazing yes. um and then the final final question sam i want to ask you is um, if people wanted to connect with you, or if people wanted to uh, to know more about Sam Morgan, where would they go? What would they do? What what would they find? And and have you got anything coming up that you would like to share? Yeah, so um, feel free to connect on LinkedIn. That's like the best best way to go. You can go to illuminatecoach.com if you want to check out uh, the website. Um, always posting on LinkedIn. Um, so um, I've got a newsletter coming out here that I'm going to be launching in the next month or so. Um, and I just, uh, the thing that I'm, I'm probably most excited about right now is a community that I've just started called the Lean Lights Collective of uh, folks who are in this space of, of transition and they are looking for a community of people who are on that same journey and have found the struggle to actually take actionable steps forward. So that accountability and that support along the way and maybe some guidance and questions. So have just started that community. I'm already seeing folks who are getting a lot of progress and encouragement in that. So if that resonates for anybody that you're looking for a place like that where you can feel safe and encouraged and motivated and spurred on to move forward in your journey to do your own thing or in your in your lane journey, then this is the space for you. So feel free to reach out and I'll tell you more about that. But I'm I'm super excited about it. Just like I'm like, oh, I'm just going to start this, you know, because I, I had I had sat on this idea for for months. And then it was like uh, I, I listened to this quote from Alex Hermosi. He's on all over the place, a, a business kind of uh, guru or something like that. But he basically said, I, I make decisions in an hour that people take a day. And I make decisions in a day that people take a week or a month. And I realized that I'd been taking months to make a decision I could have made in an hour to set up a Zoom call and send out an invite. Like that's all I needed to do. Um, but yet I made it, I made it bigger in my mind. So this is hopefully like uh, a space where you can do the same thing, where you can start making those choices to try things um, and move forward to where you want to get to. So uh, give me a holler. Amazing. Amazing. Sam, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for joining me today, having this uh, insightful conversation. Much appreciated. Good luck with all of the exciting stuff you got, got on with and uh, and enjoy your tea. This <laughs> man. I will. And what, what are you having for tea? Because you're going to be heading, or if you haven't already had it. Oh, I've I've already oh. had it. Already had it. So I'm on a I'm on a bit bit of a health kick at the minute. Um, I'm um, currently in 
um, training for um, a bit of a, a mar- I'm going to do the London Marathon for um, a, a charity in April and then I've got a, an ultra event in June um, which is like um, 100 kilometres in, in one day and, and I've never really done any exercise before in my life um, so I am trying to push myself physically but applying the principles that we would apply um, du- during work to, to try to help me do it so it, and it all starts with belief I'm two weeks into my training plan um, and uh, and I believe Sam Morgan I believe so uh, so yeah it's going to be an interesting next uh, nine months what me. are you I, now this this is where I got to ask this question I know we're out of time but anyway I'm going to ask anyway what are you like what are you picturing at the end of the London um, marathon what are you seeing Lee doing yeah um, probably what I'm seeing doing is um, running towards my kids. So I've got two. I've got two young children, um, eight and eight and ten years old. So in in my mind, when I cross the run, finishing line, I am still going to be running towards them. To running towards me. That's the vision that I've got in my mind, um, and that 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 yeah that I want I want to happen. So I don't want to stop at the finish line. I want to stop when when they stop me. Um, so yeah, that's that's the vision that I've got in my head. I've got chills and that's really so, yeah, the power that, that, like that'll keep me running I think dude that's the that's the that's the power of what we talk about when you set a goal like and it's something that's beautiful that and that picture is what's going to keep you going on those days when you don't want to do a 20 mile run you're going to get that picture in your head and you're going to like take the next step forward and that's that's the same thing with our journeys right we just set those kind of powerful goals we get those visions in our mind and we try things and uh, it's going to be beautiful and uh, P.S. on your ultra, there is yep. a great uh, documentary. I'm sure you've 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 watched a whole bunch of things, but the Barkley Marathons um, is is one to uh, to look up if you get a chance. Documentaries out there because I'm I'm crazy sick like that. I want to do something like that someday. But yeah. Anyway, man, that's great. I'm looking forward to hearing how yeah, the how the marathon goes and the ultra goes. That's going to be fun. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not sure it's going to be fun, but we're going to give it a whirl. But uh, Sam, just want to say thank, thank you. you so much again. Um, good luck with everything, and we will catch up again very soon, sir. Take care. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the Business Problem Solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.